Welcome in to the Locked On Stars podcast. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, joined by Kenneth Nash, the site expert at NolanWrighton.com. Kenneth, it's Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, Josh. Isn't it great? You know, it, it's, it's the end of another week here. Uh, the weekend's coming up, and unlike most of you, my work doesn't stop. I'll be working all weekend. But for everyone else, enjoy your weekend. And Kenneth, you too, right? I'm sure you have some college athletics. We have, we have baseball games this weekend at home. Yep. I will be calling said baseball games Whoa, on the broadcast. Oh, big yeah, time. Kind of, kind of a big deal, guys. Yeah, kind of a hey, big deal. Hey, hey, I don't even deserve to have a podcast with you right now. Yeah, I mean... Collegiate baseball. <laughs> you know, hey, it, it, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, but happy Friday to everybody. Hope you've all had another thrilling week. Obviously, it's been a busy one for the Dallas Stars, and it's only going to be getting busier as the weekend comes into play. Uh, this will probably be our last episode for the week. Um, and I say probably. There, there may be something in the cards. I'm not sure. But... Depending on how some things go, we might end up getting to you on Saturday or Sunday. Obviously, we've got a game tonight. Stars taking on the St. Louis Blues, second game of a three-game homestand. Then they'll take on the Chicago Blackhawks at home on Sunday. Then the trade deadline happens on Monday. And so, a lot to keep an eye on, a lot to process, a lot to stay focused on over the next 72 hours or so. But before all of that uh, rolls into play, Kenneth, we've got a Friday episode to... Um, dig into. So, why not? We do, and it's not just a Friday. It's the Friday before the NHL deadline, trade deadline. Did I just say that, or did I just say that? Did you say that? I think I did. Oh. I explained the deadline was Monday, but it's okay. I'm not going to get mad at you because it's Friday. If this were Monday, I'd be biting your head off right now. Honestly? All right, so just, just as an apology... While you were talking, there was some noise outside my window. I think it's just the wind, but I was not paying attention. I was trying to figure out what the noise was. All right. So if Kenneth is not here on Monday, you can just assume that he has uh, been kidnapped or something of the sorts. Um, but anyways. I'm sorry to everybody out there. This two-minute segment is my fault. All right. Proceed. Okay. Thank you. No, happy Friday, Kenneth. Let's just sum it up like that. So we've got another busy show today. Uh, As you mentioned, Kenneth, being the Friday before the deadline, we're going to talk a little bit about the trade deadline, how the Stars might be approaching this year's deadline, how they maybe should approach this year's deadline, and just the How they wish they could approach this year's deadline. Yes, trading for (laughs) Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews. Thank you, Jeff Odom. Um, (laughs) But besides that, just all the factors that are playing into their deadline approach this year. We'll also talk about the Central standings and the Western Conference standings, how the Stars and Blues continue to jockey for position at the top. Uh, You would assume that that'll be sorted out by the end of this month, but there may be... Uh, an opportunity that just keeps rolling on for the next month. And then finally, we're going to preview the Stars-Blues game tonight at the American Island Center. should be a really good game, a really fast-paced game, a lot on the line for both teams. And we'll also touch on the Stars-Blackhawks game scheduled for Sunday afternoon. But with all that, Kenneth, let's just go ahead and dive right in with the 2020 NHL trade deadline. So I think it was a few weeks ago, Kenneth, I was talking with uh, one of the guys at Fox and we were talking about the deadline. He brought it up and was like, well, what do you think the Stars are going to do? Are they going to do anything? And I said, you know, it's funny because 
in the past few years, it's been pretty clear where the stars are going to go and what they're what they're going to do. Whether it's whether they're a buyer or a seller, whether they're going to sell big or sell small pieces, whether they're going to buy big or buy some depth pieces, it's been pretty clear what they're going to do. Last year, they took a big swing landing Matt Zuccarello. The year they won the Central Division, they only got Chris Russell as a depth defense, a depth piece on the blue line. The Stars 16th, legend. Yes, Stars legend Chris Russell. Thank you. We'll never forget his contributions in the 2016 Stanley Cup playoffs. Minute may they ha- they may have been. They were. Everybody plays a role here, needed. Josh. Everybody plays Everyone a role. Everyone plays a role on this team. Yes. Thank you. Everyone pulls the same rope. Um, <laughs> and 16, 17, you know. 16-17, they, they sold pretty heavy and got a handful of draft picks, a handful of uh, even a first-rounder from Arizona for Patrick Eves, sold, traded Johnny Oduya away. They, they kind of sold off all their veterans, and it helped build for the future. But this year, I was talking to him at Fox, and I said, you know, I feel like the Stars are a buyer this year. They know that. But at the same time, this may be the year that you really expect them to do something, Kenneth. And they do nothing at all. Yeah, it's it's they're in a strange situation. We've talked about this a couple of times, kind of just trying to figure out how we wanted to approach this topic on the pod. And it's just it's a weird setup because they're a team that is standings wise, talent wise, they are textbook buyers. The problem is, in every other sense of the word buyers, they're not buyers. They're uh, they're not draft pick rich. Um, they've, they've parted way with draft picks over the past few years trying to, to make runs. Uh, in terms of prospects, they're top-heavy. They've got a handful of guys that are really, really talented, but they're not really guys you want to be parting ways with to, at this point to make a run unless you're right. getting the, the guaranteed thing. But then the problem is beyond those you know three or four, maybe five guys, it's a pretty significant drop-off. And then you're talking about guys that probably don't carry a whole lot of value in a trade to another NHL team. So they're yeah. in a tough spot. And that's not even bringing in, bringing in their struggles. They're right up against the cap. You know, it's, they're in a tough spot. Yeah, and, and like you mentioned, Ken, they, they've got a couple of uh, – they've been dealt not necessarily a tough hand because, like you mentioned, they're in a good spot in the standings. Every player – you can make an argument that every player on this roster is valuable to the team in one way or another, is filling a role that is important to this team's success. I mean, you and I, before the podcast, we were talking about if the Stars were to trade for a Ford, well, yeah, that, that'd be great if they got you know a high-profile Ford, but who are you taking out of the lineup? Yeah, and I think... There- that's a benefit of where the stars are at. Even though they're buyers, I don't think they have any glaring holes right now. Uh, their offense has been scoring goals recently. Especially their since the All-Star is, break. Since the All-Star break, their defense is stout, and their goalie tandem is among the best in the NHL. So they don't have glaring needs. They're not a team that if they don't make a move, they're going to get knocked out first round. But with that, that just only kind of fuels the drive to want to add players. Right, and and uh, another aspect that comes up in the trade deadline is what if you're thinking about standing pat for one reason or another and then you watch the team that's two points behind you in the standings add a top six scorer like a Colorado or whoever the case may be. It's, it's an interesting situation, and the Stars have been dealt kind of a, a tough hand here in the fact that they've only got four picks in this year's draft, Kenneth, in the 2020 draft. And Jim Neal, as we know, as we've seen, loves draft picks, loves developing prospects. 
He tried to get some last year after dealing two for Matt Zuccarello. He tried to get some at the draft last year, just couldn't swing it. So last year's draft class was pretty, not barren, but just uh, less less stocked than usual. Um, and this year he's only got, he's missing his second, third, and seventh round picks. And as you know, the second and third round picks are the ones that are tossed around most frequently in uh, trade deadline situations. But Without those two and without a seventh round pick, it's kind of difficult to see how the Stars could trade that or any draft pick to a seller, especially if they're only getting a rental. Why would you, you know, the logic comes into play. Why would you trade your way a first round pick, a potential future asset for a guy that's going to play on your team for two months, might help you make a Stanley Cup, might not. And like, also, like you mentioned, Kenneth, cap space is tight. Uh, the is there room on the roster? You've already got seven healthy NHL-ready defensemen that are rotating right now and filling or playing very well, playing with structure and playing with composure, and everybody knows their role. All 12 forwards have, like I said, are doing something valuable to help the team succeed, and that's important. And, you know, with the lack of high-value prospects in the AHL or even in the minors and juniors, you, you've got Ty DeLandre, you've got Jake Ottinger, I don't think you want to part with either of those. Um, you've got Thomas Harley. Definitely don't want to part with him. And after those three, who else do you have that's of sincere and immense value that a, a team would say, let's go one for one? Yeah, I don't think there is anybody. Jason Robertson kind of walks that line. Um, I right. don't. He's. I don't think he's in the same category as the three you mentioned. Right. But I think he's maybe the only one that's you could justify trading away but that carries some value. But even then, I think the stars have been pretty clear. They really like Jason Robin, uh, Jason Robertson as a, as a long-term piece. And so they're in a tough spot. I, I, they, when you're a buyer and you don't really have much to, to give, give away, uh, it's a tough spot to be in. Um, it'll be interesting to watch over the next, you know, the next 72 hours, whatever it is, more than 72 hours, uh, Four days, roughly. Uh, how they how they go about it? You know, I wouldn't be stunned to see him make a move, but I also wouldn't be stunned to see him kind of say, you know, we, we like where we're at. Let's just roll with what we've got. <laughs> we like where we're at. Trademark stars phrase right there, Kenneth. Look at you catching on. Um, yeah, it's they're rubbing off on me, man. Yes, but uh, it's it's an interesting interesting situation for the stars. And as I said, it's if they don't make a move, I won't be shocked if they find a way to, you know. I've seen a name like Joe Thornton tossed around, a name like Tyler Ennis tossed around, those low-salary low, uh, low players that could really make a difference on the fourth line or the third line. But that's an opportunity. But at the same time, who are you taking out of the lineup? It's a tough – you're not – there's really nobody – nobody on the top 12 or nobody on your forward core that you would take out, at least that I would take out. The only one that you could even possibly make an argument for is Matthias Janmark just because of his lack of finishing. But even then, he's valuable on the power play, or he's valuable on the penalty kill, plays minutes on the power play, and helps add some speed to that Pavelski Radulov line. So, a lot to keep an eye on as the trade deadline approaches. Obviously, we'll also be talking to you Monday morning before the deadline actually hits. We'll have some more thoughts on trade deadline stuff and where the stars even. Uh, take a swing on the market but as of now you know it seems as though Jim Neal may be fine with just standing pat and not making moving a muscle and sticking to his guns and seeing just how far this team can ride into May and June 
So we're going to take a quick step aside. When we come back, we'll talk about the Central Division standings and how they're shaping out right now, how they continue to shuffle, and what that could mean for the final uh, five or six weeks of the season when the Locked On Stars podcast returns. Back here, Locked On Stars podcast. It is Friday. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com. Kenneth, I'm joined by Kenneth Nash, the side expert at NolanWrighton.com. And Kenneth, do you remember that god awful song um, called Friday that came out in like 2010? Uh, yes, I do. You we do? Uh, we at church in youth group. They oh, played no. it like right when it came out. Like we watched it on a video. It was uh. so cringy, even to like. What was how old was I in 2010? 12, 13, yeah, somewhere, somewhere around there. there. Yeah, it was still like, do people really, really think this is a good idea? Yeah, but hey, she went on and she had a little bit of a music career, so it went viral. Yeah, and she she made a living, I'm sure. But uh, she's uh, more famous than us, Josh. Hey, don't put us down like that. Hey. But we're rising stars. Yes, we got according another, to one of our most recent review, reviews, and we cannot thank him enough for that. Um, fantastic! And yes, please continue to leave your reviews and tell us, you know, what you like about the show, what you how wish fantastic we, would change, we are, how fantastic how much you we love are, how us. much you wish you were us. Those those kinds of things, or how much you hate us. Well, maybe not that much. It might hurt our feelings. Just hold, keep that one to but, yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, but back to Dallas Stars hockey, Kenneth. So. Obviously, Friday night coming up, Stars have a big game against St. Louis Blues at the American Airlines Center to continue this homestand. It's their second of third of three meetings with the Blues in a three-week span, in a span of 21 days, all in the month of February. Go back to February 8th, the Stars actually defeated the Blues 3-2 uh, to two in overtime. It was their first win of the season against St. Louis, after losing the first two meetings, one being the second game of the season and the other one being the day after Thanksgiving. So, Stars picking up the win, finally getting on the board against the top dog in the Central Division. And Kenneth, it's ever since Sunday when the Stars lost in overtime to Ottawa, tied St. Louis for the division lead. Then St. Louis won on Tuesday against the Devils. Uh, I believe it was a 3 nothing win. And push themselves back into a soul control at first. Then the Stars beat the Coyotes on Wednesday, 3-2, to two, tied up once again for first. And now tonight, the Saint, or I'm, we're recording this on Thursday night, if you haven't already guessed that. Kenneth, our, our, our listeners have caught on at this point, right? We record these very, 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 very late at night. It's 11.59, so, you know, almost happy Friday, Kenneth, almost. Um, but on Thursday night— Did you know night, it was the Friday before the trade deadline? Really? I had no idea. Thank you for reminding me. We need to talk about trade deadline stuff. I feel like 10 second Tom and 50 first dates. Um, but besides that, uh, besides that, we're going back to the central division uh, shuffle, as I like to call it. So Blues won on Thursday night. They defeated the Coyotes, who were obviously on the second night of a back-to-back. Kenneth, if I told you these, this stat right here, you're... You probably won't believe me. Well, actually, you will because we talked about it before the podcast. But the Blues actually outshot the Coyotes 46-14 to 14 tonight. 
So yeah. Jordan Jordan Bennington faced 14 shots tonight. He faced 17 shots against the Devils. So he has two shutouts in the past three nights with a combined 31 saves. Yeah, I think if Stars fans were hoping for Arizona to do them any favors today, uh, I think Arizona may have missed their flight. Um, Maybe. To say, they're <laughs> to still here Lewis. in Dallas, Kenneth. They're, they're, they want to see the game tonight. Yeah, that's that's what they're doing. They're sticking around for Friday night. Yeah, the, the Arizona, they look like they were on the second night of a back-to-back, and they look like they were on the second night of a back-to-back after a pretty physical game um, against the Stars on, uh, on Wednesday. Uh, you know, it, it's unfortunate, but it really does kind of feed that narrative. If it's unfortunate if you're the Dallas Stars, it does feed that narrative or that idea that it feels like this could this is going to be a back and forth kind of thing with with Colorado. I mean, we haven't really even talked about them recently, but they're sitting right there too. I mean, this is going to yeah. be uh, a photo finish. It, you're getting the feel feeling it's going to be a photo finish at right. the end of the year with who's going to win the division. Right, and 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 as we've said. Things change quickly. We've seen it in the wild card race. Kenneth, your predictions are just struggling for to stay afloat at this point. But that's okay. That is why you don't um, make predictions. Yes, especially when money's involved. Um, you really don't make predictions when money's involved because then you. Well, lose there's no money, money involved for me. There you go. Then you're okay. Um, I'm glad you didn't bet on those. Uh, that would be anyway. an NCAA violation, and I work for the, an NCAA institution. Ah. Uh, is that right? Yep. Someone once told me that they had to quit their, uh, they had to quit my fantasy football league and stop paying attention because they started working for their college. I didn't believe her, but oh well. <laughs> oh well. Her team. I just want to get that. I just want that on record. I just want that on the record. Her team lost and didn't make the playoffs anyway, so that that's on the record too. Um, but anyways, back to the central shuffle. Kenneth, we're getting very distracted today. We're off Friday. the rails tonight. It's Friday. Yeah, it, it, it works. It's officially Friday now. But with the past two with the past two games for the Blues, they've won the past two games, both by shutout. And you 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 kind of think that that may bring some momentum into Friday night's game. Um, you know, with with how dominant their defenses were, their defense. Listen to me say defense. With how dominant their defense has been, um, and. You know, you pointed out before the podcast, Kenneth, Jordan Bennington might even play. I haven't seen any confirmed reports that he's not playing. And usually, you know, goalies split a back-to-back and Jake Allen's a competent backup. Uh, But when you only take 14 shots, you only face 14 shots, you don't do a whole lot in the game the night before. It was basically Maybe. morning. It was basically morning skate for Bennington today. Basically, you know, he got a free morning skate in, and you know, when you've got a big game against the Stars, a big divisional game on Friday night, who knows? So we're, we're don't count him out just yet. Obviously, the the thought is that Jake Allen will start, but you never really know. Blues could be carrying some momentum in after two straight wins, and. Kenneth, you mentioned it with Colorado just trailing very close behind. St. Louis sitting at 78 points, Stars at 76, Colorado at 75, uh, Blues 61 games, Stars 60 games, Colorado 59 games. This could very well be a, a continual shuffle for the final five or six weeks of this year. And it'll be fun to watch, but as Rick Bonus said, he he keeps an eye on the standings, but at the same time, They've got to focus on what they can control uh, if they want the best result. And so 
it's it's been fun the past uh, few days, you know, bantering back and forth, bouncing back and forth on over each other. And Friday night's game and next Saturday's game should help maybe make that picture a little clearer, Kenneth. But there's a lot of hockey left to be played. And so we'll keep an eye on that. And we'll obviously keep breaking it down game on a game-by-game basis and see how this Central Division and Western Conference pan out. But a big step in that, Kenneth, will be Friday night's game between the Stars and Blues. When we come back from this quick break, we will wrap or we'll preview that game to kind of look at the important factors going into the game and also touch on the stars game on sunday against the blackhawks when the locked on stars podcast returns in a moment Back here, the Locked On Stars podcast. I'm Josh Clark, the Dallas correspondent at NHL.com, joined by Kenneth Nash, the site expert at NolanWrighton.com on the fan side of network. It is Friday. We know everybody's gearing up for the end of the week. Everybody's it working Friday, for the weekend. Friday. We, we already cleared that. Oh, gosh. We already cleared that song, Kenneth. <laughs> we, we don't have to talk about that for another 10 years. And then we'll bring it up again and reminisce about it for five minutes and then leave it in the dust for another decade. Um, that's how these things happen. Uh, I was going to reference Working for the Weekend by Loverboy, that great song, um, that great classic oh, for- rock song. I forgot to congratulate you on your 50th birthday. That's rude. I do feel like I'm 50, though. Gosh, my back and knees are just clicking and aching every day. Um, but <laughs> we're, that's off, not, we're off the rails, Josh. We're not talking about my back and knees. We're talking about... The Dallas Stars. And a busy Friday night for the Stars ahead. Stars welcoming the St. Louis Blues at, to the American Airlines Center to continue this homestand, this three-game homestand. It's been a road-heavy month of February so far. But as we've seen, the Stars have passed with flying colors. Up to this point, um, starting or most recently that 3-2 win against the Arizona Coyotes. On Wednesday night, they're 2-1-0 at home this month. Meanwhile, they're also, I believe, Kenneth, that's uh, 4-0-2 on the road. Or maybe 5-0-2. Probably should have written this down. Oh, we're talking about they're 5-0-2 this month on the road. 5-0-2 on the road, 2-1-0 at home. And so... You know, you you do your quick maths there, Kenneth. That's seven one and two in the month. Quick maths. Quick maths. Uh, we need to go back to English class now. Um, but seven one and two this month, and they Kenneth, they've looked better. It almost seems as though they've looked better and better with each game. They've stuck to their identity. They're playing with structure. They're playing with confidence, and their offense is clipping at three goals a game or more most nights. There's only one night in the month of February where they did not score at least three goals. Their defense started out a little rough out of the All-Star gate, but since then they've given up, you know, their past five games, they've given up one goal, two goals, three goals, four goals, two goals. Um, Look at that, one, two, three, four. But a a big game tonight against the Blues. Obviously everybody's attention is focusing on the standings. Stars sitting at 76 points, Blues sitting at 78. Blues currently hold the top spot in the Central Division and Western Conference 
with a record of 34, 17, and 10. Stars close behind at 35, 19, and 6. And Kenneth, you look at this game, and it's hard not to look back at two weeks ago when the Stars went up to Scott or Enterprise Center and won 3-2 in overtime, Rope Hintz scoring the overtime winner. And that game, Kenneth, the Stars actually did something they have gotten used to doing, and they came back from a 2-0 deficit. Yeah, they got down early, a couple of Colton Pareko goals, put him down early. Uh, then the captain, Jamie Benn, has done what he's done a lot recently, which is score timely goals. And then Rope Hintz, who's been a little bit quiet since that game in St. Louis. Uh, but he got he got the equalizer in the second period and then got the OT winner. He's he's quieted up a little bit recently, but that was a big win. That felt big for the Dallas Stars. Kind of that, almost like getting over that last hump of the regular season. The Blues were kind of that challenge that they hadn't hadn't quite accomplished yet, hadn't quite conquered yet this year. Um, they had pretty much beaten everybody else. And right. so to go to St. Louis, knock off St. Louis, come from behind and knock off St. Louis, felt really big. Um, even though you actually, you know, they still took a point, so you only took the one point extra against them. And, yeah. I, you know, I spent all of that week talking about how this month there was 12-point swings and then uh, it was an OT loss for the Blues, so that just completely negated what I said. But That's that's a common trend now, Kenneth. Whatever you say, yeah. the opposite happens. That's pretty much. Um, <laughs> yeah. But that just that felt like a big win for the for the stars, right? And I think it set it set the stage really for for Friday night, um, for tonight yeah. at American Airlines Center. I mean, these are these are two somewhat similar teams. Um, well, and when I say that, I mean stats wise, the the Blues don't score a ton of goals. The Stars over the course of the season don't score a ton of goals. Recently, right. they have. Right. The, the Blues, you know, the Blues uh, goals allowed per game average uh, is top 10. They're sitting eighth right now. They allow 2.77 goals a game. Yep. The Stars are sitting third at 2.52. The power play percentages are similar-ish. The Blues top five. Stars are now top 10. And, and the penalty kills are both kind of middle of the road right now. Right. So in some aspects, they're putting up comparable numbers, which makes sense because they're pretty much equal in the standings. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, from a neutral perspective, you've got to be excited to watch this game. You know these teams have physical battles. You know there's a lot on the line. You know and these teams are going to go at it. There's a lot of history too. Yeah, there's so much. It's going to be it's going to be a fun game to watch. Even even if you don't have a dog in the fight, as they say, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Absolutely, and and as we've seen in the month of February, the stars have gained a lot of ground. I believe uh, Mike Heike put out a story earlier tonight that said on January 14th, the stars were actually. 10 points back of the Blues, or I believe it was the Blues. The Blues had a 10-point lead over second place in the Central Division, and now the Stars have absolutely closed that gap. They sit within two points of the game in hand. That's partially due to that 7-1-2 and two run through the month of February. Blues, meanwhile, at 3-5-2 and two in their past 10 games, but both teams on winning streaks. Blues played on Thursday night at home against Arizona. Stars took Thursday off away from the rink. So it'll be interesting to see. Blues obviously won't hold a morning skate Friday. Stars will. And it'll be interesting to see not only the energy levels brought in by both teams, but the focus and which team. It's the common mantra in sports, Kenneth. Which team wants it more? And, you know, you you can't... or. As a fan, you can look at, as a fan, as a media member, you can look at the February 29th game and say, you know, even if this team doesn't win tonight, 
They can still get that, get those two points back a week from now, back in St. Louis. But as a player on the Blues or the Stars, you know their focus is on this one game right here. Uh, Jamie Alexiak had a really good quote about it the other night uh, after the Stars win against the Coyotes on Wednesday night. Alexiak was asked about the game against the Blues on Friday and kind of how how he approaches it and or how the team approaches it. He ended up saying those are the games and the schedule that you really look forward to. We expect them to come in hard and we're going to be ready to go. It'll be an entertaining game. There's a pretty good little rivalry developing there and it's going to be a battle for first place. Every point's going to count down the stretch here and he's right. Every point it will be, you know, more critical than the last. That's how it always goes in these races, but Kenneth there's a a big game on the line Friday night at the American Airlines Center, and it'll be a good uh, litmus test, a measuring stick, to see just how much the Dallas Stars deserve to be called the best team in the Western Conference right now. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting. Um, you know, I've probably said that a handful of times already, but yeah, it's okay. The one thing I, it the is. one thing I, I, the one thing I would really like to see, and I think I would like to see, if, especially on the Dallas Stars coaching staff, is I'd like to see the defense tighten up a little bit. Um, this has the potential to be a really open game. Teams, you know, both teams are kind of desperate to win this one, to kind of the Stars to keep pace with the Blues and keep on their winning ways. The Blues, you know, the Blues haven't been amazing in their last 10. They've won three in a row now, I believe is what you said. Two in a but row. They're, they've, but two they're in three, a row. five, and back two back. in their past 10. Three, five, and two. Exactly. That's what I say. So three, five, and two in their last 10. Um, so they, they really could use this point. They, they're, they're aware that their ten point lead in the in the central division evaporated pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so they're desperate for this win. It has potential to be open, and the Stars' defense has not been quite what we are used to uh, of late. It's it was better against the Coyotes. Uh, they faced a lot of shots, only gave up the two goals. But I'd like to see it tighten up a little bit um, from the Stars' perspective. I think if they can find a way to do that while still keeping the offense flying like it has been. They have a really really good shot at knocking off this Blues team. Friday night. Yep, and Stars will be wearing their Winter Classic jerseys for the second and final time this season. Uh, Jamie Ben bobblehead night for the first 10,000 fans. Kenneth, you're going to have to hop in your car, hit the road around 1 o'clock if you want to get here in time for a bobblehead. And he will not be suspended for his bobblehead night. He will not be, yes. Uh, we will. Uh, we can also tell you now, if you didn't already see on Twitter or get any alerts, Jamie Ben uh, will receive no further discipline for his hit on Oliver Ekman Larson on Wednesday night that actually saw him ejected from the game. Uh, I think Pierre Lebrun put it pretty plainly this afternoon on Twitter, or this morning on Twitter, uh, when it was tweeted out that he was not going to be receiving any further discipline. Lebrun said, Player safety viewed it as a 50-50 puck chase, not a typical boarding suspension where one player was tracking another, which is true. They were both going for the puck. It's not as though Ben was you know, zoned in, coming from 50 feet away, ready to just level Ekman Larson and had the intent. Yeah. Uh, they felt it was definitely worth the boarding major, which Ben got in-game, which I, I believe, Kenneth, you and I also agreed with last night. It's yeah, just one yeah. of those calls that you kind of have to make the call just for safety's sake, um, but felt it didn't rise to the level of supplemental discipline. So Ben will play in the game. He's got a bobblehead, stars wearing their Winter Classic jerseys, and then... See if they can re or 
pull back into a tie for first place in the Central and West, but this time with a game in hand if they can beat the Blues in regulation. Then obviously finishing the weekend with an early game on Sunday against the Blackhawks, 2 o'clock game. That'll actually be at the American United Center wrapping up that three-game homestand for the Stars. Uh, early game that'll be followed by the annual Dallas Stars alumni game and fans with a ticket to the Stars-Blackhawks game, free admission to the alumni game. It's always a good time, so make sure to check that out if you're in the area and have a free Sunday afternoon. Blackhawks are now eight points out of the final wild card spot, Kenneth, and they're starting to slip really quickly. They can't seem to gain ground, unlike what that's you my, said. That's my bad, guys. Yep. That's my bad. Yep, they'll, they'll blame you on this one, but obviously still six weeks left, so they may still be in the running for something, but they'll be desperate on Sunday. So the Stars will be facing a scrappy, desperate team once again. Seems they've done that a lot this month, but they've fared well so far. We'll see how this weekend treats them starting tonight against the top team in the West and the Central in the St. Louis Blues. But Kenneth, that's about all we've got for this Friday segment. And before we dive into the weekend, let's hear the plug. It's it's our favorite time of the episode. That all means right, we're so done we're gonna talking. Go, we're going to go lightning plugs today. We're going real fast. If you haven't gotten a chance, hop on Apple Podcasts. Go give us a review. We love five stars, but we'll take anything. We just want to get your feedback. So let us know what you think of the pod. If you want to follow us, interact with us on Twitter, at Stars. That's the pod's Twitter. You guys have been supporting us like crazy on there, uh, racking up the followers. The interaction super fun. You can follow our personal accounts, at Kenneth underscore Nash 19. That's me. And Josh, if you feel so inclined, is at Josh underscore Clark 02. Nah, you don't Boom. have to. That's wow, look at you. That was yeah. That was a. I think that was a solid like twenty four seconds. That was quick and easy. Um, but besides that, Kenneth, that I think that's about all we've got for this Friday segment. Uh, it's been a. It's been an adventurous ride. We're we're actually through three weeks of podcasting now, Kenneth. This was episode fifteen, and uh, I don't hate you yet. So that's that's a plus. Well, um, you lived with me for a year, so if three if three weeks of podcast fractured this relationship. That would be really surprising. Really surprising. I, I like that. I'm a, That's a good quote to live by. Um, but besides that, that's about all we've got for this week and this episode. Dallas Stars have a big game tonight against the St. Louis Blues. Make sure to tune in on Fox Sports Southwest Plus. Might as well plug for my employer while I can. Make sure to tune in on Fox Sports Southwest Plus or go get out to the game and see it. It's definitely one you're not going to – or you're, you won't want to miss. Right, Kenneth? Is that right? <laughs> Yes, you, that you're took you not as long gonna, to get that sentence out as I took the plug. To plug. All of those <laughs> you're, you're not going to want to miss this one. And obviously, these teams have a history. Always a good physical game and a lot on the line standings-wise. So that's all we've got. We hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Mm-hmm.